Yes, this is a story we've been following closely, how to lift educational outcomes for students. This issue's come into stark relief since the billions injected into the education system via the Gonski funding have really failed to move the dial. You might remember earlier this year, Noel Pearson argued that poor and disadvantaged children were being particularly let down by the lack of explicit instruction in schools. Saturday Extra then explored a new model being rolled out by Catholic Education in the Archdiocese of Canberra-Goulburn, which was trying to address that problem. Well, now the Teacher Education Expert Panel that was set up by Federal, State and Territory Education Ministers early last year has handed down its report And like Noel Pearson, it wants to see a return to explicit education. It also wants to make education degrees as rigorous and evidence-based as, say, degrees in chemistry. To talk us through the report, I'm pleased to welcome back to the program Bill Loudon, who was Deputy Chair of the Teacher Education Expert Panel and also uh, Emeritus Professor of Education at the University of Western Australia. Welcome. Uh, Hello, Geraldine. Could you lay out the key points from the report, if you would, please, how you see them. Sure. Well, it's a discussion paper so far, so it's out there for consultation with the community, and I'd be glad to hear from people through the uh, department website. We're putting out four ideas, Geraldine. We want to strengthen the capacity to get beginners to get a great start um, into teaching. In order to do that, we've focused on what the core content of teacher ed should be, and that's some of the material that you talked about in relationship to the Canberra-Goulburn work that Ross Fox's group is doing. So we think students should know more about the brain and learning. We think they should know more about which practices are shown to work better with children and their learning. We think there's a lot more people could do before they begin to learn about how to manage classrooms. And there's a whole set of enabling issues that people need to know about, including culture and expectations of First Nations people. So that's one thing. We want to shift from a rather unspecified set of knowledge about what uh, you should bring into the classroom at the beginning to a set of core content. That's one of the things. Mm. How would you describe explicit teaching, which clearly is part of, well, am I right? Is that sort of part of part one, brain and learning? Uh, Yeah, well, the thing about the brain and learning is that we now know from cognitive science a lot more about how students come to and apply new knowledge, how they retain new information and how they apply that to new situations. So we want to make sure students have a good sense of that. Practically speaking, uh, we know that there are some classroom procedures that just work better with what we know about the brain. So, for example, it's really helpful to break down what students need to learn and to demonstrate each step so students know what's expected of them It's really helpful to assess where students are at so that you can target their teaching, provide timely feedback, correct misunderstandings and so on. So that's that's the flavour of it, yes. Look, some of the um, phrases are really interesting. By doing this, this is from your report, students can manage the memory overload of learning something new without struggling to hold information in their heads that pertain to instructions rather than content. Gosh, I found that interesting. Just to flesh that out a little bit, if you would. Well, just think of that as any... To take the example of knowledge of number and tables and number facts. You know, if you're in year seven or eight or nine and you're starting algebra, 
you need to have a mastery of how fractions work or you won't be able to do the algebra. The algebra is another thing, but you still need to be able to see what's the relationship between a half and a quarter. And if you're sitting there, uh, you know, counting on your fingers to try and work out um, a number, uh, your brain is busy on that. So there's a lot of things that need to be managed automatically, put into long-term memory. So there's lots of short-term memory space available. Does that mean more rote learning, more assessments? Not necessarily more assessment, but there are some things that you ought to, ought to be able to do without thinking. Yeah. Uh, tables is one of those. And a lot of things in decoding, uh, in early reading, or think about it in chemistry. I mean, it really pays if you're doing year 11 chemistry to know the valencies um, off by heart or to have uh, figured out how the periodic table works rather than having to go to the book to look at it, to just know. Mm. So there's a, lot of, there's, a lot, there's a lot of things that are useful to get into your long-term memory. Yeah, so it frees you up from the process and the process becomes second nature sort of thing. And yeah, it yeah. Leaves, you to th- leaves you to think about the new bit. Um, I mean, and this, this must be around you everywhere. I mean, I'm a sailor. I don't think about how to tie a bowline. You know, it's a really good handy knot that you can undo when it's wet. I know how to tie a bowline, so I'm tying a bowline, but I'm thinking about what I'm going to do with it, not thinking how to do it. Very new old, I would have thought, but anyway. <laughs> um, the... I think my mother would have recognised some of this without having done the cognitive science Yes, I think she would have. Um, Look, the report frequently refers to evidence, laying out explicitly what evidence is in regard to teaching. Now, that would seem like a relatively obvious point to be making, dare I say. How is it that universities have been teaching anything that isn't evidence-based? Many students will learn by many different methods. And so there's plenty of evidence that something works for some kind of kid. Mm-hmm. So if you think of a kid who's really quick with numbers and has always been quick with numbers, maybe they don't need quite so much preparation in terms of number sense and tables and so forth. Maybe they just sort of got that for free and that might encourage a person to think that that foundational number sense doesn't have to be worked on so hard. Um, but for another kid, uh, that's not true. So the trouble is that all sorts of things work for someone. And when we talk about what's evidence-based, we're talking about what do we think scientifically mostly works for most people, which is a much harder test. Is this reverting almost, if I can put it, to a best overall so that we're getting, are we going to move back to what works for the bigger number rather than smaller groups? Is, is that what this is hinting at? Oh, well, we're always moving forward. We're never going back, you know, Geraldine. Uh, but, but moving forward, you want to be clearer about the value of breaking things up into small steps, having, giving kids a chance to practice it under supervision before they have to do it by themselves, getting them to do it in a group before they have to do it on their own, providing a context for new learning. Those are the sort of things that we're encouraging people to pay more attention to. Look, the report also recommends that teachers are taught better skills to manage increasingly disruptive classrooms. And it is a problem that you hear parents bemoan and teachers, I might add, dealing with the parents. And there's a current Senate inquiry uh, on the topic at the moment. What are some of those strategies that you think could be realistically developed? This is a, an area of pretty broad consensus about what should be done. What, what we, and I'll talk about that. But what we're focusing on is making sure that beginners have some practice at doing these things before they have their own class. So, for example, 
establishing clear and well-defined rules and routines really matters. And so we want to make sure that when our beginning teachers are out on prac, they see classes where the rules are clear and they're well-defined and kids know what's going to happen next. We know how important it is that people set high expectations for kids for their behaviour. We also know how important it is to build positive personal relationships. We know how important it is to role model good behaviour, to rehearse the kinds of responses that you might make when faced by this behaviour or that behaviour. So I don't think the content here, Geraldine, is controversial. It's that we really want to make sure that people are not left to learn all of that when they've got their own class. Which is certainly came out in that Grattan report uh, fairly recently that um, teachers, young teachers were coming out and sort of in effect being thrown into classrooms with remarkably little assistance. I think it was a bit of a shock, actually. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's always a shock. There's, I mean, there's a, you know, it's kind of a reality shock thing. When, when you're finally in a class on your own with nobody else to help and it's all your expectations that um, the kids are being managed towards. That's, that's always hard and that's never not going to be hard at the beginning of a teaching career. But we just think it's really important to get some practice at dealing with those things, not just to write about them mm. or to read about them or to study them, but to practice doing them. What you want to do as well is to boost the number of high-performing students entering teaching degrees. And it is really interesting. Half of teaching students drop out compared with 17% across other areas. And this is part of, you know, Minister Clare's real focus on trying to retain people. How would you do this, particularly for those who have ATARs above 80 Quite a lot of students have ATARs above 80, but mostly they are people who are coming to us after they've done a first degree. It's a bit less common for people who are doing, uh, you know, a four-year undergraduate degree. I think some of the opportunities for improving recruitment are to do with how we manage the last phase of PRAC and the early induction. Students, especially people who are not school leavers, uh, by the time they want to begin teaching, which might be 25 or 6 or 7, they've got... They've got financial responsibilities and may even have families. For those people, it's really hard to make the step from what they're currently doing to becoming a teacher. So we'd like to make sure that that pathway is as easy as possible. So we've got some ideas about how people might make the transition into teaching while they complete their degrees. And this could all start rolling out when? I mean, what sort of timeline are we thinking of here, do you think? Some of, some of that that I've just described, Geraldine, is already happening in, at a small scale in many jurisdictions. Um, and it's certainly happening in Victoria, it's happening in Western Australia. I'm aware of a bit of it in New South Wales. So there's a bit of a confluence here between everyone's desire to ensure the highest possible quality and the looming teacher shortage. So those both things, those things are both happening simultaneously. Mm-hmm. So that's why making the the route into teaching as short as is possible while having a, a high quality program is so important. All right, Bill Loudon. Well, no doubt we may have you back, uh, and we will suggest you know that the um, Saturday Extra audience does contribute because I'm sure they've got strong views. Thank you very much indeed for joining sure. us. Thank you. It's a pleasure. Bye bye. Bill Loudon, um, who's Deputy Chair of this Teacher Education Expert Panel, and if you would like to contribute, go to the Commonwealth Department of Education website and it'll take you through to how you can do so. Um, And, you know, I'm sure there are, well, I can tell (laughs) by the text line, there are lots of views on this. It's easier than ever to hear your favourite local and national ABC radio stations. 
live and on demand on the ABC Listen app.